Están todos a la venta para amigos y familiares de JCPenney hasta el domingo. Usa el cupón de 30% extra en la tienda y llena tu carrito con estilo y ahorros. Y obtén hasta 60% de descuento en joyería fina y de moda. Además ahorra hasta 40% en ropa elegante para toda la familia. Compren juntos y luzcan de lo mejor este otoño. JCPenney, vale la pena. Selección de estilos, aplican exclusiones, cupón y oferta de ropa válidos hasta el 8 de octubre. Oferta de joyería válida hasta el 22 de octubre. Detalles en la tienda jcp.com. Yo, what is up, folks? It's your boy, Sports PSP. Welcome to another episode of Commander's Demand. As you all know, folks, it's a podcast in which your boy, Sports PSP, discusses things surrounding the Washington Commanders. Uh, folks, I know it's late, but first and foremost, I want to apologize. You know, I should have done the Commander's Demand podcast um, the day once the news broke, broke down on the grid network. So first and foremost, I, Sports PSP, I specifically just want to apologize for that, um, and I want to take accountability for that. But, folks, you know, I hope everyone's enjoying a fantastic, wonderful day. It's official, folks. It's been about, like, since a week since Josh Harris is now the new owner of the Washington Commanders. This is... Words cannot put it into context how exciting, how wonderful, how beautiful this day is for Commanders fans. It's been, as LeBron James said back in the 2012 finals when he beat the Oklahoma City Thunder to capture his first championship. It's about damn time. And that's exactly how I feel when it comes to the Washington Commanders. It's about damn time that this organization has moved on from the previous ownership, which was Dan Snyder, and now in a new direction with Josh Harris. This is beautiful. This is wonderful. Um, I, I I cannot be more happy. I, I I cannot. I I cannot be more happy than it is right now, folks. You know, I'm just very fortunate that it's happened. Dan Snyder is no longer the owner of the Washington Commanders. It is a new day. We are no longer going to worry or panic about Dan Snyder as far as some of the horrendous moves that he's made or any of the off-the-field stuff, like the sexual harassment, sexual misconduct stuff. With this new ownership, we can finally move forward. But even though I am exhilarated, exuberant that we can finally move forward, today's episode, the name title is Be Patient. Be Patient, which means you cannot expect this team 
just like that, just like a snap, go from worst to first. It takes an enormous amount of time. And it's going to take Washington a minute in order for them to become what they can become. So it's going to take a minute. I'm happy that Josh Harris is the new ownership. I'm happy that Magic Johnson is also involved. I saw the interview he did on the Today Show with Craig Melvin. And he was very emotional. If you actually watch the interview, just go on YouTube, see it for yourself. He was very emotional on how this is how it is big, huge for African-Americans getting NFL executive roles. And I'll get into that in just a sec. But with Josh Harris, Magic Johnson, you have to be patient, Commanders fans. I did love the fact that, let me say this for the record, I do love the fact that although I am no beer consumer, I mean, I drink Angry Orchards, I drink Di Serrano, I drink wine. If you're asking me my personal alcohol choice, you know, I'm, I'm not the biggest beer consumer in the world. Not to say I, I hate beer, but I just don't like it. But I do love the fact that Josh Harris and the Washington Commanders, the new ownership, is buying the fans beer. And fans of Commanders, I want y'all right now to go home. Home, or if you're at home or at a bar, I don't give a Fuck. Drink as much as you can. Because y'all deserve this. Hell yeah, y'all deserve this. Because that shit, crazy, pathetic, no good excuse of an owner, Dan Snyder, is gone. Y'all should be drinking. Whether Patron, tequila, Hennessy, all that good stuff. Y'all deserve it. Spend as much money as you want. Y'all better be drinking. Because this is a new day. And like I said, folks, the drink that I'm drinking right now, Di Serrano. But at the same time, even though while you're drinking, folks, like I said, the episode is be patient. You can't expect this new ownership to turn it around just like that. And even though Magic Johnson, you look at his body of work with the Los Angeles Sparks, L.A. Dodgers, you know, everything he touches turns to gold. You can't expect it with the commanders just, just yet. So in order for the commanders to get to where they want to go, it's going to take them some time. Considering that Josh Harris is now the new owner of the team, and he purchased the team for, what, $6.05 billion. I have said this, and I've been on the record saying this, and I will continue to say this, even though a lot of fans disagree with my perspective, that they should tank the rest of the season to try to get their hands on the USC quarterback, Caleb Williams, who is a native of D.C., who I think can definitely energize that fan base because of what he can do as far as with his arm 
and with his legs. I think he has the making of what it takes to be a quarterback on a professional level. And if we don't get Caleb Williams, fine. I, I will settle with Drake May, who is not that bad, folks. If you actually take the time and watch Drake May and see his game, folks, it's exciting. Um, I want to read this letter uh, from Josh Harris. Let me just show you. See if I have it right here. Um, yeah, sorry, folks. I'm still new to using StreamYard. But this is um a letter from Josh Harris and the Washington Commanders ownership group. Dear Commanders, the fa Commanders fans, this week my partners and I were entrusted by the NFL with the stewardship of your great franchise. This agreement is more than simply a business transaction. We understand that we are taking on the responsibility of managing a public trust. As a lifelong Washington fan who grew up in Chevy Chase, I know that the commanders are more than just a sports team. This franchise is an institution passed down from generation to generation, whether it was the stories my parents told me about Sammy and Sonny, or the stories that I tell my own children about the team under Coach Joe Gibbs. Three Super Bowl rings, eight playoff appearances, and 154 wins. The organization has a rich history of excellence and success. I remember walking into RFK as a kid and feeling the stadium physically rocking with energy. It's that feeling and the power of this franchise that brings people together. And it's that excitement and commitment to winning that we aim to bring back Washington fans today. It's no secret that these past years have been tumultuous for our franchise and our fans, but today marks a new era for the commanders. From day one, it is our top priority to deliver you a championship caliber team with a proven track record of winning across sports and business, we invest and plan for long-term success. We listen, we learn, and we are eager to immerse ourselves in this franchise to guide it with the respect and dignity it deserves. Most importantly, we hope to earn your trust. We look forward to meeting you in the community and soon at FedEx Field, and learning how we can make the maximum positive, positive impact. Our promise is simple. We will do the work, create the culture, and make the investment needed to deliver for this team and for commanders' demands, uh, and for Washington. And we will strive every day to ensure that we are a franchise you 
can be proud of. That's a letter from Josh Harris and the Washington Commanders ownership group. Let's see. Hold on real quick. Ah, there you go. Y'all can see me. Sorry about that. So, like I said, folks, you got to be patient. Commanders, the commanders, fans, commanders, demand, commanders, nation. You have to be patient with the new ownership. It takes time, but Magic and Josh Harris talk about creating a winning culture, a culture that wasn't what Dan Snyder definitely put in place because I don't know culture is determined to use what he put in place in Washington. If anything, it was toxic and dysfunctional. It was horrendous. And I think there's more. I'm reading um, some thing. Uh, I'm reading what um, ESPN's John Kime had to say in his article. This is what um, Josh Harris had to say um, in a news conference Friday. A lot of stuff happened that was unfortunate. We're focused on changing the culture. It's about creating a management team that doesn't look the same. It's about zero tolerance on ethically challenged behavior. When you own a sports team in a city, everyone looks at what you do. Everyone who works at the team, they're a reflection on the fans. It's about culture. It's all about culture. We're very intentional about culture. It's not about how I feel. It's about how the city feels about all this stuff. Harris said when asked in part if he liked the name, his exact quote was, we're going to look at everything and we see where we are, but those are the priorities now. And Magic Johnson said that they're going to look at the name and that they're going to see what they're going to do. Speaking of the name, here's what I will look at it. They're definitely going to consider changing the name and eventually they will change the name as well as the logo. They definitely need to rebrand the team because with the new ownership, they're going to do everything they can to forget about Dan Snyder. In order for the Commanders fans to move on, you're going to have to erase everything you can about the Dan Snyder era and focus on the Josh Harris era. And if that comes with rebranding the team, coming up with a new logo, coming up with um, a better feel, because I've said it before, folks, and I will continue to say this again. The only way that Commanders fans, if you want to attract a great culture for the Commanders, you need to throw away that stadium at FedEx Field. I've said it before, folks, and I'll say it again. It is a shit show of a stadium. I have been on the record saying that, and I will continue to say that until I see a new stadium or until the day I die. No one is taking that stadium seriously. I'm sorry. No one is taking that stadium seriously. It's an embarrassment. It's a joke. It is a disgrace that this is the type of stadium Commanders fans are playing and that the fans are supporting. You know, I've got 
people. I've got people who I know at work. I'm not going to reveal their names or anything like that, who've told me they have been to that stadium. And that stadium is a joke. And as much as I would hate to, and as much as I would love to get on their ass, it's the truth. It is the absolute unequivocal truth that that stadium is a shit show. Look, as a as of what Josh Harris said, look, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to wait and see what he's going to do regarding this team and the organization. You know, Magic Johnson, he did the interview on the Today Show with Craig Melvin, and he talked about how it's great for African-Americans with these top executive roles. And first of all, I'm very happy. I'm glad that Magic did the interview. He, If you watch it, like I said, he was very emotional. He was in tears. But it's not just NFL executives. It's also head coaches. Particularly African Americans. And what better example than the one we have at Washington with Eric Bieniemy? who is currently our offensive coordinator. Now, let me say this for the record. I am very fortunate and blessed as a Commanders fan to have Eric Bieniemy as our offensive coordinator. I am happy that he is, an off- that he is a part of our organization. But with all due respect, I, th- I would love to see him more as a head coach. Because of his track record, because of which coaching tree he comes from, Andy Reid. And we all know at the end of the day, Andy Reid has the best coaching tree in the NFL. Way better coaching tree than Bill Belichick. But here's a guy in Eric Bieniemy, far too long that has been accused of not calling his own plays. Is it really him who's calling the plays, or is it Andy Reid? Is it really more of the talent around him? I think Eric Bieniemy, with the new ownership, I hope he becomes the next head coach for the Washington Commanders. Because with Ron Rivera, I just don't see him in the long term as the head coach. They're going to move on from they're going to move on from him because of the new ownership. And anytime when you have new ownership, you're going to replace the old guys with guys who you hired or brought on the job. And Magic talks about how he wants to change the culture, how he would like to bring people of color and make a difference. Why not Eric Bieniemy as a head coach? He comes from the Andy Reid coaching tree, great coaching tree. I mean, you have John Harbaugh, you have um, Doug Peterson, Ron Rivera, Todd Bowles. You've had a lot of good coaches that have come around the Andy Reid coaching tree. Way better coaching tree, like I said, about Bill Belichick. Why not give Eric Bieniemy a chance? 
Why not try to cultivate a relationship with Eric B. Enemy? He's well qualified. And if you listen to and Magic, and, and, and the one thing that Josh Harris and Magic should take into consideration, the things that people have said about Eric B. Enemy. If you listen to what Patrick Mahomes had to say, or Travis Kelsey, or the current players like Terry McLaurin or Jahan Dotson, I think if you're Josh Harris and if you're Magic Johnson, you definitely take what they say into consideration. So I hope that we eventually, at some point, see Eric Bieniemy as a head coach. I would love to see that. I really would want that because Eric Bieniemy is a no-nonsense type of dude. He expects a lot from his players. He expects you give it his all. He knows offense. I think he I think um even though I'm not sure about Sam Howell, but if he can help out Sam Howell and if he can and if Sam Howell can show some potential, then maybe if we're Washington, we're okay. We're okay. That's all I'm saying. And uh, last thing um, before I go, before I talk about something else regarding the commanders, I was listening to Barry's podcast, the All Even podcast. Go shout out and go check out his podcast. He said something about the Washington uh, about the Washington Commanders, how they can do some things, and how keep a lookout, and. I went on IG and I said, he's he's trying to jinx me. He's trying to jinx me. I like I, I, I like Barry. He's a good dude. He's a great guy um, to be around and hang out with. But I but in all due respect, you're trying to jinx us, Barry. We all know you are a diehard Dallas Cowboy fan. I feel like the stuff that you're saying, you're just trying to find a way to sabotage Commanders fans and trying to stop us from getting to where we're going. I feel like he's trying to jinx us. That's what I, I feel like he's trying to do. That's what I really feel like he's trying to do. He's going to try to find a way to try to aggravate me, to try to anger me, to try to not make me move forward from the previous ownership, which is Dan Snyder. It's really hard to take a Cowboys fan at their word, folks. I'll, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, they're probably the worst fan base in the world. I'll take Bear, I'll take Ryan's word. I'll take Patrick's word. Barry, even though uh, I'm, not, I'm not so sure. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I feel like he has an agenda when it comes to NFC East. When it comes to Eagles, Giants, and Commanders, he's going to find a way. Um, he's going to find a way to sabotage us. And um, I'm sorry, I forgot to bring this up regarding the name. You know, Patrick Patrick Brown mentioned about the Washington Red Tails. 
I don't know if we're going to go to Washington Red Tails or anything like that. Who knows? Maybe we could be the Washington football team because we were at one point called the Washington football team before we were called the Washington Commanders. I got to be honest with you. I wouldn't mind being called the Washington football team. And go back to the uh, to those uniforms because the uniforms that I see with the Washington Commanders, other than the black on black ones, I'm sorry. I just don't like. I like any other uniform that Washington has, but regarding the football team, but the commanders, the the uniforms, uh-uh, no, uh-uh, no, 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 sorry, not buying that. All right, folks, let's talk about a couple of other subjects. Unfortunately for the Washington Commanders, they have cut Andrew Norwell. Let me read you a little bit here from an article from Sports Illustrated's Jeremy Brenner. I want to make sure I give credit where credit is due. Norwell was placed on the PUP list, which is the physically unable to perform list, and he was listed back in May, so he was not occupying a roster spot. Norwell built on an all-pro season in 2017 and has been a consistent starter for almost a decade, but Washington is working to rid itself of $4.4 million in salary here. Norwell, who is 31 years old, started 16 games for the Commanders last season and committed just four penalties. But the offensive line is in need of some upgrades after surrendering the seventh most sacks in the NFL last season. So, unfortunately, folks, what are my thoughts that Andrew Norwell is no longer a member of the Washington Commanders. Um, it sucks. I mean, if Washington, if they're trying to move into a different direction with the new offensive line, fine. But I, I still feel like Andrew Norwell, even though he's getting up there in age, I would still want him on the team. Because of what he can do, he's consistent, he's productive, and we need somebody to help protect Sam Howell. Because let's be honest, folks, Sam Howell isn't the most mobile or athletic quarterback in the world, even though he can move around a little bit. But I I feel like in order for the commanders to help out Sam Howell, we got to keep Andrew Norwell. We got to keep him because he's the guy that we need moving forward. Now, we did draft um, Ricky Stromberg of Arkansas. My my major concerns with Washington has been two things, folks. Is their offensive line and the, the tight end spot. So... We got to find a way to figure out what we're going to do with the offensive line, which is why I believe next year we're going to have to draft offensive linemen. If you're telling me Parnell uh, or Sports PSP, as I'm called, 
we can't draft Caleb Williams. Okay, we might as well get offensive linemen. Okay, fine. We might as well draft offensive linemen because we got to find ways to protect Sam Howell. Or just have him until we figure out what we're going to get at quarterback. But um, I just hope that Andrew Norwell, you know, finds a job in the NFL, 31 years old. He, I mean, if you look at just the stats last year, he only committed just four penalties. And he only, and he started 16 games. So even though he's 31 years old, but the best ability is availability. I mean, I would still want someone who's productive and available despite they're getting up there in age. That's really what I want for the team. So, um, but it, it's really sad. It's really unfortunate that we had to lose him. I hope that Andrew Norwell gets back on his feet and hopefully some NFL team calls him for a job. Because I believe he could still play. He could still provide value to any team. And it's just sad that, you know, he's not there anymore. So if we're Washington, until we have a draft pick in 2024, you know, how are we going to address the offensive line? It's going to be rough. Really, I mean, it's just going to be rough, folks. But um, I I just hope Andrew Noel gets back on his feet. And um, one last subject. And um, I got to wrap up the show, folks. As you all know, the NFL's top 100 came up with the list. Your boy, Terry McLaurin, was voted 94th on the NFL's top 100 list. So, um... My thoughts regarding the list, you know, I'm I'm happy for Scary Terry. Well deserving. I mean, he definitely he made the Pro Bowl this year. He's had three consecutive seasons of over a thousand yards. Um I think if he has a big time year with Sam Howell at quarterback, I think it's going to elevate. I mean, if you look at Scary Terry, Terry McLaurin, he's definitely a top 10 wide receiver. In the National Football League. I mean, he's athletic. He's got bursts. He's productive. As my man Bryson said, he is like DeAndre Hopkins of the NFL. Meaning, he's a guy, a very consistent wide receiver that can put up excellent numbers without no-name quarterbacks. And that's what he's done. He did it with Dwayne Haskins Jr., rest his soul. He did it with Alex Smith coming off that horrible leg injury. He did it with um he did it with Kyle Allen. 
And he did it with Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke. He's still able to be consistent. He's still able to put up good numbers. Knowing the fact that he's never had a legit quarterback. Imagine if Terry McLaurin actually played with a Patrick Mahomes. Or a Joe Burrow. A Josh Allen. A Justin Herbert. A Jalen Hurts. A Lamar Jackson. um, A Trevor Lawrence. Or any other quarterback that you can possibly think of. Can you imagine the ceiling for Terry McLaurin? He would easily be a top five receiver in the NFL if he played with a legit quarterback like those guys. As I mentioned, like with Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Trevor Lawrence. And he's never had that. And that's what I've said before. For Washington, they should tank the rest of the season. With Josh Harris, considering the fact that Josh Harris is the new owner, trust the process. Tank the rest of the season and try to get Caleb Williams, just like you did in Philadelphia in your times with the Philadelphia 76ers when you tanked to get Joel Embiid with the third overall pick and then a couple of years later with Ben Simmons. That's what you should do if you're Josh Harris. And I hope someone is convincing you to do that. I hope someone is convincing you right now, hey, Josh Harris, maybe you should bring Sam Hickey back into the table and get your and try to tank the rest of the season to get Caleb Williams or Drake May. That's what he should be doing, because if you get a Caleb Williams or a Drake May and you pair him up with Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin would easily be a top five receiver in the NFL if he had a legit quarterback to throw the football to. Can you imagine that? Can you really imagine that? I can. Because that's how good Terry McLaurin is. And if you're asking me, do I think Terry McLaurin should be higher? Should he be better than 94? Maybe around 90-ish. Terry McLaurin still has more to prove. But I do think if he played with a legit quarterback, he will get better and better and better and better and he'll probably get the credit and recognition that he deserves. That's what I think. So um, I just hope Terry McLaurin, I think he's going to tear it up. I think he's going to have another 1,000-yard season. He's definitely going to make the Pro Bowl. He's definitely going to be balling this season. He is definitely going to be balling. He's definitely going to be huge, huge for the Washington Commanders. And why I think huge is because they're going to probably find a way to double team him, neutralize him. And if that happens, then guess what, folks? They're going to give Jahan Dotson a lot of opportunities. And oh, 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 also, folks, I forgot to mention. Byron Pringle, Byron Pringle, even though that may not be a big name, will be joining the Washington Commanders. And the reason why it is a big topic for the Commanders is because he's reuniting with his former offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy during their time in um, Kansas City. And Byron Pringle, 
I think he could be a very good option, another good weapon for Sam Howell. Now, I'm not saying that Terry Mc, I'm I'm not saying that Byron Pink, Pringle is going to be Terry McLaurin or going to be a number one, number two receiver, but I do think he's someone that he could help out. Sam Howell, that he can have another threat. Look, he's coming off a year with uh, the Chicago Bears. And if you look at his numbers last year, he had 10 receptions for 135 yards and two touchdowns. Um, 2021 with um, the Kansas City Chiefs, he had 42 receptions for 568 yards and five touchdowns. So what do I think about Byron Pringle at, he's listed at 6'1", 201 pounds. I think given the fact that he is familiar with Eric Bieniemy and vice versa, I think he'll be fine for the team. I'm not asking much from Byron Pringle. I mean, 2021, that was his best year of his career. As I said, 42 receptions, 568 yards, five touchdown receptions. I'm not expecting huge production or anything else regarding Byron Pringle, but I do think that Byron Pringle can help out, take a little bit of load off of Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson. He could definitely be a red zone threat. And give Sam Howell another option to throw the football to. That's what I think. So, um, and I do think Eric Bieniemy, he's going to draw up some plays. He's going to figure out a way to get Byron Pringle involved. So I'm happy with that. If you're me and if you're a Commanders fan. So that's all I really got to say about that. Anyway, folks, that concludes the rest of the Commander's Demand episode. Thank you for taking the time and listening to the podcast. Folks, we're almost, we're about less, we're about a month and a half away of football, folks. So like I said, with the new ownership, be patient. You got to give them some time to figure out what to do as far as with the name the new stadium, establishing a winning culture. Just be patient, folks, because football season is approaching. Football season is approaching. Um, and I definitely will talk about some more things regarding the Washington Commanders and more stuff. Um, As you all know, folks, Sports PSP. Please go like and subscribe to my YouTube channel, The Sports PSP, as well as IG Sports PSP, as well as TikTok Sports PSP3. So please go check me out on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Go like and subscribe. Please go follow my content. Friday night, probably around 10-ish. I will talk about some news regarding players getting paid, such as Trayvon Diggs of the Dallas Cowboys, Justin Herbert of the Los Angeles Chargers, Jalen Brown of the Boston Celtics, Saquon Barkley and his deal, 
and many others. So if y'all want to like and subscribe, and if y'all want to hop on to the podcast on Friday night, probably around 10-ish, hop on, feel free. Please um, weigh in and add your opinion. Well, that is the conclusion of Commander's Demand, folks. It's your boy, Sports PSP. Thank you for taking the time. Next episode will come every Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. specific, only on the Grid Network. It's your boy, Sports PSP. Enjoy the rest of your evening, and peace. Picture yourself wrapped in its softness. Whether you're enjoying a captivating TV show, gathered around a crackling campfire, or cheering for your favorite football team, Minky understands your fall cravings. Our blankets are tailor-made for those heartwarming autumn vibes. With a variety of colors, they're perfect for complementing the hues of fall, as well as showing off your team pride with their vibrant team colors. And the best part? We've got sizes for the whole family, ensuring that everyone can experience the joy of cozying up in Minky's embrace. This fall, let Minky be your companion in creating unforgettable moments. Wrap yourself in comfort, share love, and relish the essence of the season. Minky Blankets, where warmth meets love in every color for every moment. Fall into one of our Minky Couture stores or visit us online at minkycouture.com.